Hello, and welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Jason Galea, and I'll be joined by Ben Scott. Thanks for joining us on our way to creating 1 million positive outcomes in personal training by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by STC Fit Learning's Coaches Collective, a premium business mentoring service for PTs who want to attract the clients they want, earn a higher income, and have a long, sustainable fitness career. If you enjoy the episode, please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. A five-star review goes a long way to helping us reach more people just like you. Hope you enjoy the episode. Are we, are we, so we're on now when I'm fucking bearing in my phone. So what I was going to say is like, do you reckon we could like emulate out each other's voices? No. Like, you know, someone, you know, <laughs> I'm how, shit at that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like whenever anyone like just tries to replicate someone's voice, like everybody sounds like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do the dopey voice. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like, could we actually try and replicate each other's voices? Mm. Like I don't I, think I could. I think if I was to do yours, I, I'd have to slow slow it down a little bit. Like, but I, I feel like this is a bit too deep to be Ben's voice. Depends. Sometimes my my voice drops really deep, but not often. Yeah, it's much much better than the <laughs> the early episodes with the high pitched squeal. Yeah, yeah, the whininess. Yeah, oh, yeah going on, <laughs> going to talk about CrossFit. But I think this room. Brings me slower and quieter. Yep. As well. The lighting. It's very comfortable. Very relaxed. So I wonder if people, when they listen to our podcast, they're like, put on the STC Fit Learning podcast to just take in some information. Yeah. I I struggle. have guests, it gets rowdy. I struggle with ones that are like chaos. Like, you know when we're driving to Sydney and you put that podcast on? Like, that was fucking... I I can't... So that was um, flagrant. Which you have to watch. Yeah. Okay. Can't listen to it. I've tried to listen to it twice and it broke mm. my brain. Um, but on YouTube, there's just too many sounds at the mm. same time. You need to see, you need the the visual of where all that noise is coming from. Yeah. Because it'll be someone in the corner like pissing themselves laughing over while someone's talking. And yeah. if you can see it, it's fine. But yeah. if you're trying to create the image in your head yeah. via the audio only. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. What's that? Bring back the green trackies. Oh, so we are live on Instagram. Oh, yeah, cool. Hi, oh, Instagram. Cool. What's up? Who What's was up? that? Yeah. Bring back the green trackies. Uh, I was. They didn't match my the rest of my outfit today. I wanted to wear this jumper. The green trackies are dead. AKA all my black jumpers had food on them, so I had to wear a white jumper. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, I couldn't wear green trackies. I'm in a hat matching phase. I need a new black hat. I don't know if you can tell in this lighting, but this one's done a few Ks. It's started to fade on the top. No, you can't. And I bought a, a brown one, which I th- was like, oh, I'll do something different. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> I never is it a dad it. hat? No, it's the same as Have this. Have you seen those? Same as this. Seen like da- a dad hat? What's a dad hat? So it's like a, it's like soft on the top. And it's like, a, you know, it's not like a, you know, like an A-frame like this. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so like Mozzie wears them and stuff. Back and, for a little um, while, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're like a thing now. Yeah. I think they go well with mullets. Yeah. A mustache. Yeah. It's... Yeah, like we're talking about the the, the socks up to your yeah mid shins. Sorry, yeah. kicking shit. Tell what that was. Um, Shout out to Brock again too. He <laughs> messaged me the other day. He's like, dude, I just listened to the episode. Yeah, where we talked about his mullet and his voice and shit. He was so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I reckon he could rock a dad hat. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That's the look. Yeah. Yeah. Rock, and rock it well. I'm not a... Uh, what would the word be? Because it's not indie anymore. Like when... Because I'm old. Like we would have <laughs> referred to that as like an indie look. I don't know. I don't know. Under 25. I don't know. <laughs> There's probably, like... It's just like music cool. these days. There's like fucking subgenres of subgenres. So mm. it's like... You yeah. can't even just say like it's rap music now. There's like fucking 800 different types of yeah. rap music. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not gangster rap, it sucks. It's all shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like early 90s gangster rap, everything else is shit. Don't fucking argue with me. Yeah, it's over. pretty much. Pretty much. Even, yeah, even the rappers are going to pop punk because... Yeah, because more people yeah. <laughs> listen to it. It's better. They're sellouts. Yeah. No, they're selling out for listens, right? Who did name his album that? Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what it is. It's selling out for li- listens because, like, there's only going to be so many people that like proper gangster rap. I don't really care what music genre I am into. If Travis Barker came to me and was like, hey, do you want to make an album? Yeah. I'd be like, yes, I fucking do. Because <laughs> yeah. if Travis Barker's name on it, it's probably going to sell. Yeah. Definitely. For those who don't know, Travis Barker <laughs> is the drummer from Blink 182. Mm. Even you say Blink 182 or Blink 182? I say one eight two, but I don't really say it that often. I've said eighty two then, and it really hurt my feelings. Yeah, I I don't really say that that often though. So it it's could be a, either. Not and a it's common like, thing in your vocab. Nah, nah. Excuse me while I sip on my coffee. So I've uh, discovered the most, my favorite documentary on Netflix. Hit my me. New favorite. Hit me. Woodstock '99. Oh, you're telling me about this? Is it like Project X in a at a festival or something? That's what someone said. I don't know what Project X is. Help. Isn't that that one where they have the house party and they just f- absolutely oh, destroy? Yeah, yeah that's the one that blew up on social media. Hey, and <laughs> yeah, all that, the people that, came. that's what I it's called, right? It, is yeah. it is it Project X? Oh, I, I haven't know. seen it. You haven't seen it? Nah, like I went nah. to the movies to see it. Really? Yeah, I was like fifteen, bro. Yeah, it was cool. True, true. Yeah, because then it was like just we just we had those house parties. So. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh yeah, like wouldn't it be cool to have one? Yeah, but like this is crazy yeah, shit, no, though. I get it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's Project X. Yeah. So it's it's good, right? So. The Woodstock 69 is like the most famous ones. Like Hendrix played and all these other people that were yeah. like popular at the time. That's the, the, whole, grun- the grungy um, festival, right? Well, rock festival? Rock back festival. then it was like rock, but peace, love. They called yeah, it everyone like, took acid and had mushies and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah, so it was like the flower, the love and flower kind of deal. And yeah, everyone yeah, wore yeah. like grass skirts or no clothes or whatever and just like went and had a Sounds great like time. Sounds like a bushdorf. Well, that's where... All of that started, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's evolved from Woodstock. And okay. the, the goal was, like, we get together as a community. And at the time, like, the Vietnam War was popular. So it was, like, they were obviously counterculture. The Vietnam popular. War was popular. popular. <laughs> was happening. <laughs> popular with nobody. Uh, <laughs> so they were, like, the counterculture m- movement that it was, like, let's mm. use this festival to come together and like peace, love, yeah, and all okay. that sort of yeah, stuff. Okay. So it's like everything you think of like 60s, 70s hippie culture was like put into one place Yeah, okay. and that was Woodstock. Yeah. So then... I just visualized like you know, those glasses, like those circular glasses. Yeah, I like Alan little, ones. Yeah, that's yeah. all I, I just visualized that yeah. for some reason. I can see a peace sign. I can see a comedy, yeah. lots of colors. Yeah. 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 Lots so of flower petals. The guy who ran that back in the day, obviously is a super hippie as well. Mm. Decided, right, let's bring back Woodstock 99. Woodstock again, and we're going to do it in 99. But he had other people, like, organize who it was. And his whole thing was like, let's do it again. Let's bring, like, out the cultural issues of of the youth today and, and have a music festival for everyone. So, obviously, the festival goes to absolute shit. 
but the the whole theme which they don't actually touch on in documentaries like they complain that it wasn't a cultural event so this guy didn't even know who the bands were he just had some guy bring bands in <laughs> Limp Biscuit, Corn, uh, who else was there Rage Against the Machine Chili Peppers and a couple others Fuck. so it was just like pretty good well the soundtrack is worth watching the entire documentary just by itself but it's like okay so what <coughs> is the cultural revolution right now um well the, the, all of those there's like Flip Biscuits has break stuff Corn mm-hmm. has freak on a leash yeah rage against the machine has fuck you i won't do what you told me like it, it's literally rebellion like fuck yeah. the system was the message yeah, that was the cultural revelation at the time system of a down and come and top it off yeah so <laughs> what did they do they fucked the system <laughs> so they didn't deliver what they were promised not as bad as fire festival but it was pretty fucking close um and it ends wild chaotic just fucking burn the place down yeah yeah crazy but like the first i think it's like four parts and like i stayed up till like 1 30 in the morning i was like oh I'll watch one i'll watch the next one I watched the next one. I watched, so yeah. bingeable. Yeah, yeah. Really, really interesting. It was good. I think too because it was like that That music is like my time. You know what I mean? I had very strong emotional connections to the music. Yeah, okay. So it was, I enjoyed it a lot. I feel like you didn't do the metal thing until later. Yeah. Got into it uh, in the gym. I used to listen to high school. No? I still feel I, I still feel proud when I see you share like Disturbed or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like obviously yes, a good G up, good G up for the gym. Um, I used to listen to it in high school, but it was I think it was more, you know, younger. Like your friends were more interested in it. You're trying to fit in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was like I'd listen to it, but I didn't really like, you know, like yeah. I don't have the same feelings as you about it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. like rap music much better and dance music. Yeah, well, that's on the other way. <laughs> I enjoy nineties rap. Yeah, but not. Yeah, does it isn't the soundtrack of my childhood of my yeah, youth. Yeah, yeah. Are you at that stage now where like you say the music these days sucks? So that's when you're old. Ugh, there's been a few like moments like that that I've realised. I said to Amy the other day, she put a '90s playlist on. Yeah. And I was like, remember when you were a kid and your parents used to play '70s music? Mm. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. And I she agree. was like, oh fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this is like early cold chisel for us when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, fuck. And like Prince and shit. What did my like, mum oh used to play? My mum liked 80s music, eh? It was fucking horrible. Mm. 80s was not a good era. Yeah. So that would be like Amy putting on Bash Street Boys would be the same as your mum playing yeah. like 80s music. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Mum likes, you know, Metallica and... Uh, who does she like that everybody... It's everyone's um, like secret... Uh, fucking like everybody likes it but no one wants to let everyone know about it yeah yeah Yeah. that's it yeah (laughs) i'm gonna stand here and say nickelback's fucking good and you're all pretentious twats mum likes nickelback as well she loves all that shit but yeah like as a kid i just remember hearing 80s music while she was cleaning the house and we weren't allowed inside because she was mopping the floor Mm -hmm. but obviously the floor was already dried she just didn't tell Just us. fuck off. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> mum, can we go back inside? Like, ah, the floor's still dry. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Not fuck off. She was a good mum. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just remember like the three of us like in the backyard, like, can we come inside now? She would have just been sitting there, probably glass of red, just chilling. Yeah. Like, nah, nah, the house is still getting cleaned. Yeah. Can't come back Give in Give me yet. my moment. Yeah. Fuck, man. Cute three animals. boys under sticks. <laughs> no way. Hats off to her. Yeah. Don't know how she that. does it. No one did it. Yeah. Don't know how anyone does it. Mm. The guy that's got two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what. Mav's pushing my buttons these days, man. 
Like, does anyone want a German Shepherd? Like, does anybody want? Like, he's pretty. He, like, he looks good. He's, he's big. He's cute. But oh man, is he hard work? Like, so I don't know if my dad will ever watch this. So hopefully he doesn't. <laughs> but um, we had to stay at my dad's house when the house was getting painted. Yeah. And it just got to a point where like I couldn't really ask. It was late at night. We just had to go. Mm. So my dad's got a house here. He lives in Sydney. For those that don't know. So anyway, I, was, I went and grabbed the keys off my brother and I'm like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> I said, we're going to be there. We're literally going to go inside, go to bed and leave. Yeah. So we're going to be there for like eight hours. Yeah. You know? So we get there and he comes fucking waltzing in down the hallway, sniff, sniff, bang, just pisses on the carpet. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. That's a good right. start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very fortunate that the color of the carpet and Mav's urine were very, very close. <laughs> and we got to it really, really quickly. And then um, the dogs have never had stairs before. So we were like, oh, well, the new house has stairs. I'd be really interested to see how we go. He flew up the stairs, like, and then got to the top because he was so excited, like new house, everything. He missed the first, he got, he got the first step on the way down, missed the second one and just went, fuck it. And just jumped like, oh, fuck. I've never seen a 45 kilo dog fly until last week. So I'm sitting there like, fuck, you know, whatever. Like he's going to kill himself. Like I'm going to have to like, you know, he's going to break his leg or tear his or ACL. Or go through a wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> the wall could be fixed. I was more thinking vet bills in like 2022. I've had my fair share yeah. already. And then, yeah. So like as he landed, he like changed direction. It was actually incredible. Like he's, he's gifted when yeah. it comes to like athletic ability. Yeah. Um, so that was like all that happened in, in within like seven minutes of us going there. So <laughs> then he's like, oh, I need to go outside. Takes the biggest fucking shit like in the middle of the backyard. It's like 1030 at night, dude. Yeah. I'm like, you never do this. You don't shit at this time of night within 10 minutes. So the next night he was good. And then the night after that, mm. he decided to, oh no. So then we left. The next day, so it's the first night, 5.30 in the morning, decides that he can't smell his own piss on the spot that he peed and bang. It again. Yep. You cleaned my scent away, it. Dad. I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm fucking worried for you. So for those that haven't seen, Jay sent me a photo <clears throat> of his new place of a, a pointer hanging over the oh, fence yeah. at his new house. And I'm just like, I, I'm terrified for you to have to deal with a dog immediately next door and a dog that is Yeah, I've been thinking about where that where that conversation on the weekend. So I don't know if it, we've already explained this in the podcast, but when we went to look at our new house, like after you purchase it, you put the sticker on, they let you go in the house, have a look around, see what you bought. And that was when I was like, Oh, we got all this stuff and they're like, How did you not know this was in the house? And I'm like, mate, I've been looking for fucking two and a half years. I just walked in and went, Yep, cool, we'll take it. Ticks boxes. Yeah. Here's, here's money. Hopefully yeah. it works. Thank you very much. Like that's the housing market in Melbourne. Like yeah. you don't you are sending in offers and you don't actually know what you're buying. And then I remember, yeah, like looking and I heard this like bark and I looked and I saw this like body on top of the fence. I was like, that's not a cat. And it was a fucking dog, man. Like a <laughs> massive dog. It had its whole body like up to its hips over the fence. So yeah, Steph and I were talking about that on the weekend. I was like, fuck, I ha like it's probably too soon to have that conversation with the neighbors. Like, hey, we're moving in in two months. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's like getting to that point where I'm like, for the sake of your own dog. Yeah. But I won't say it like that. Because like, imagine if your kid was going to fight another kid. Not that it would ever happen, but you don't yeah. want to sit there and be like, oh, my kid's going to smash your kid. Yeah. Like you want, so keep you want, your kid the fucking side. Yeah, yeah. So you want to you want to make, make out as if they've got a chance. Yeah. So 
I know that's what I've got to do with this person's dog too. It's like I need to let this person know that their dog has a chance of, you know, doing something to my dogs, but my dogs will fucking kill it. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that as in like I'm happy about it. I actually really want to avoid this situation because if two dogs go into someone yeah. else's backyard or vice versa, yeah. that's just how it works in the animal kingdom. So yeah. um, I've obviously got to put it to him like, just to avoid any circumstances where both our dogs get hurt, mm. um, we need to try and you yeah. know, sort something out. Yeah. But even then, I think I'm going to have to like, I don't know, like give Put them, some lattice up or something. Maybe, oh, I was thinking putting some scotch in their water, but you know, just, just to calm them down. Oh, the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just here's a little bit of alcohol. Yeah. Maybe some- Every get morning. The, get the finurgan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Fuck, that's yeah. the only part. It's funny, like there's always something, mm. you know, we, I was like, fuck, this house is so good. You know, it's everything we wanted. And then we go there and there's this fucking dog next door that just barked his ass off when I was there. <laughs> and then another one that can basically like fucking stand on top of the fence. Yeah. So I was like, of course, of yeah. course it has to We better get an like office that. pretty soon, I think. Get you out of there. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll work it out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to invest in a dog trainer when we get to our new house. Yeah. Because change of environment is the perfect opportunity yeah, to, to relearn. lay some new round rules because yeah. they're just so comfortable at home and now it's just like they don't even listen to me. Yeah. The guy I used for Indy was really good. Yeah. Yeah. She's better. Not perfect, but she's yeah. better. But I'm not perfect either in like the yeah. application side. Yeah. I just want Mav to be perfect or better. Like Claire's all right. Like she's too far gone, but she's old and quiet. Yeah. Mav's like just fuck it. He's the best dog if you ever want him. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just hypo yeah. it's like 45 kilos of chaos yeah. yeah yeah he's too cute to be mad at though that's half the problem yeah I find he likes me the most too so when he I get and I'm the one that gets mad yeah and I'm like fuck you're alright bro <laughs> it's all good man it's all I just say oh it's his character yeah yeah his disobedience is his character <laughs> so the the flip side of this is having a was she 12 year old blue healer who we put some like new uh, soil down because she kind of dug some holes in the backyard. She eats the tree roots. She pulls shit away and then eats the roots. Okay. Talked to the bed about it. She said it's normal, it's fine, don't stress. Unless this, this, and this happens, then it's a problem. Like, okay. okay, that's not happening, so it's fine. <laughs> so anyway, we put some new soil down. Amy opens the door this morning and's like, Oh shit, she's fresh, been digging fresh yeah. soil to so, dig up. Yeah, well, look. To be fair, we did on the week. Oh, week and a half ago and she hadn't touched it but she got into it yesterday um and she's like talking to indy and indy was like i think i'm in trouble here because amy just talks like she's a person indy's like trying to interpret what you're saying yeah. i think i think i'm in trouble because it sounds like amy's got childcare voice yeah i tease her about all the time but she gives indy childcare voice i'm like okay you're this is i think i know what's happening so i was like take her out and just say what's this go stand next to it call her yeah. and say what's this so she's, Indy walks out the door, tail was down already. And as soon as Amy goes, what's this? She just dropped like three inches and like kind of half took two steps towards her and then went to turn around. Amy's like, no, come here. She's like that extra two steps. Yeah. And then I got to the door and just like dad voice, like, what's this? And that was it. Fucking out of here. Into yeah. the corner of the backyard. Like, say, I'm sorry, dad. I'm yeah. sorry, dad. I'm sorry, dad. Mine don't come. They're just like, if I'm like, come here. They're just like, nah, nah. fuck that. Yeah. I know that you're going to tell me off. So yeah. I'm going to stay here. And yeah. you can't catch me. So then Amy's like, you can come back inside. So she trots in and goes straight to a mat and just like sits staring at me. Like, can you tell me that we're friends? Like, could you just tell me it's okay? 
I go over to Pat her and she just like submits, lays on her back straight away. I'm like, it's all right, mate. It's fine. Just stop yeah. digging in the I wonder what I wonder what it is that makes them do that, like that urge. The to, submission? No, it's a like, dig. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, I've watched, I've watched Cleo star. It's like once they do one, it's like yeah. they can't fucking stop. Yeah. You know? It's like they just sit there. I've like sat back and just, I know, all right, let's see how this plays out. And it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. They just start, you know, and then it's just momentum. Once they get it, shit just starts flying everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of funny to watch, but as long as it's not in my backyard. It's not your backyard, yeah. Yeah. Right, host, what are we talking about? We're talking about selling. selling my pe- phone's up there. Selling. Uh, we That's a probably one of the biggest obstacles that we uh, come across with the coaches that we ha- that we work with in Standout PT. Um, they're not really confident in that environment or that setting. They don't really want to sell. There's a lot of ego behind it. There's a lot of resistance behind it. And you know, we always talk about our experiences in the past uh, and when things changed. And we obviously took a certain approach that things really changed. Um, and even for someone like yourself, who got taught sales and was in a situation where you were selling memberships. When you took that same kind of style to personal training, it's like the sales were good, but then the retention wasn't really there. Mm. And it's because we're you know maybe convincing people to do something that we really shouldn't. And it's like, once we actually put all the steps in, you don't really end up selling anything. Yeah. Um, and you just know that if that person's sitting in front of you, they obviously want something yeah and it's about engaging in really good meaningful conversation um to solve those problems yep so i think a lot of people have their own opinion on selling you know on, mm. and and sales in general in pt it creates a really different image for every single person that hears the word yeah 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 and i think how you when you come out of cert three and four how someone tells like explains that to you mm-hmm. is so important yeah because i know for me like i didn't come out of cert three and four but even just coming out of education we'll call it formal education to get certified as a trainer to pt in that independent business owner kind of model yeah. it was like from someone who was an mc you know yeah. someone who was a gym manager and it mm. was like you know this is the script and this yeah. is the this and this is the that and i was like what what the fuck is this yeah you know it would have been the same as like when you thought you were going <laughs> to the gym to sell to be the receptionist yeah. and they gave you the book the sales book yeah because i remember going to induction as a pt and they had the book mm. you know so it would have just been a regressed Similar, version yeah. or a you know a yeah. specific version you of PT. the timeline yeah remember yeah, that yeah, yeah the first yeah. 12 weeks and the next 12 weeks yep yep and you had to and and the script was like word for word. Yeah. And if the person didn't speak in alignment with the script, yeah. I was just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Help. still remember Help. this one time. Can you just do that again? <laughs> I still remember one time when I like I botched it so hard and like this person just didn't reply the way I wanted to and they still signed up. And I was like, oh man, the disbelief. Yeah. At the end of it, I was like, how? How? I fucked this all up. Yeah, like they just why wanted would, a PT. Yeah, it's like, why would you believe me? Yeah. You know, I, I was so, uh, there wasn't an ounce of confidence in my voice. There's an old saying in sales and I, it's probably worth introducing here is like, you can't say the right thing to the wrong person and you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So yep. sometimes like there's that environment where like they're just going to fucking sign up. They're yeah. here because they want a personal oh, trainer. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're fairly jacked and you kind of sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I know you... And like thinking back now, because... And this is important to notice as well. Like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully. And I know that when I was 18 and 19 and people used to say this, I used to get annoyed too. But it's like, you're a kid. Yeah. 
like you, your access to life experience is so limited. Like we've talked on the podcast before about like when someone starts selling to me, I know mm-hmm. and I still will buy or not buy based on the quality of it. Yeah. So it's like you don't have all these experiences and us sitting down with someone who was 30, 35, 40 has seen it all before, maybe even had a sales job. Like I can see what you're trying to do. Like it, it's all right. I just want the service. Yeah. <laughs> like you shit yeah. at this, but it's fine. Yeah, you shit at this, but you kind of look like you know what you're doing. Yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I, so, I, at the end of the day, it's like I just like you probably, and I'm well, happy yeah, to spend yeah. an hour a week with you while we train. Yeah. So and I want a PT. So let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think the first obstacle people would need a trainers would be best to overcome is the fact that they need to realize that they are selling something mm. whether it's themselves at the start a service a solution yeah it's like when you come into pt <clears throat> your clients obviously are or your prospects are in the gym because they want an outcome and if you work at that gym as a trainer or even online and stuff it's like you have to you're, you're marketing and selling something mm. if you have resistance to that you're going to really struggle to have that attraction that initial attraction to the members in your gym or people in your or your audience online yeah yeah i think it's um it's so critical and and when people talk about like how under how low the barrier of entry is for personal training i don't know if i totally agree to be honest because i think with a cert four you can train a gen pop client recommend the healthy eating guidelines, take them through movement and probably improve their quality of life and not hurt them. The problem is the scope that's been defined by the public of what a PT is, is more broad than that. And the industry itself now demands at some point in your career, if you want to do this for a long time, you're going to run your own business. Yeah. Whether that's day one or after two years of working in a group fitness place or whatever, most people end up running their own business. And personally, I think the biggest holes are sales and running business. Yeah. Not understanding the sales process, not understanding how to communicate that to someone. Like your experience would have been, I'm a uni grad. I know really, I know a lot about exercise and you should listen to what I say. Therefore, you should pay me money. Yeah, 100%. And then it's it's kind of the either, it either goes that way with the Cert 4 or people think that they know fucking nothing. And they have no idea what they're talking about. So they have no confidence sitting down with someone and talking to them about yeah. like what they offer because they yeah. don't believe in it themselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember coming out of university and like, you just get your tires pumped up, man. Mm. You're part of an elite group of people that, you know, go to university and, and graduate. Yeah. And everyone else is a piece of shit and you're above them all. So you should charge more and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. Um, not saying you shouldn't, so don't come at me with the pitchforks, anyone yeah. who's um, graduated from university, but coming into the industry, it's like you're the new kid on the block, very little experience, even though you've got some credentials, which is a good head start. But if people, if you can't communicate with people, no one's going to work with you. Yeah. You know, If you can't attract anybody, then there's no one's going to sit in front of you. Like mm-hmm. sure, there's times at the gym where like, you know, you'll get handed you know, leads and stuff and you don't have that attraction. Like that person's just there from like a formalities perspective. But if you two don't get along, if you can't take that conversation and make it something meaningful for that person in front of you, 
It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, because all you're going to do is sit there and go, oh, yeah, I work for the gym. This is how you sign your exercise questionnaire form to make sure you clear yourself to train. Oh, yeah, cool. You want to drop some weight? Let's go on the gym and train. And yeah. Hopefully by the end of it, like you do PT. Or worse, let's assess your thoracic <laughs> extension. Well, yeah, let's take you through some fitness tests and stuff, which you get taught. Even at university, you get taught that too. Yeah. So if you take that approach, it's like there's no value for this individual. There's no meaningful conversation of why this person actually kind of showed up to the gym and signed a membership. Yeah. And it's like we're missing all of these really key steps. And then that's where it makes sales a mountain. Yeah. Well, that's when it actually makes it sales. Like you have to try and convince someone yeah. to sign up and get that person as a client where if you look at it from a totally different angle – and you have the necessary steps to, and you piece them together, yeah. you're just sitting with somebody from the gym having a really cool conversation about how you can help them. And they're hopefully getting brought into the idea of like all of these moving parts that you provide as the fitness professional and how the service, lay, you lay them out in a service. Yeah. So they can actually see that outcome and they see that value. Yeah, I think um, I think you got it from Alex maybe, uh, but the, the idea of make your free shit better than their paid shit. Yeah. So easy to do in a in a health club setting. Like, yeah. No disrespect to health club personal trainers, but it's pretty easy to be in that top echelon real quick. Mm. So I think taking that approach of, so we just rewrote our uh, mentorship induction. Yeah. The first part of that, and this is what trainers miss, your job in your first 12 weeks, really, you're starting at zero. And then at four weeks, you have an increase of rent another one at eight weeks and another one at 12 weeks. And if you're not there at 12 weeks, it's a dark place Yeah. to run at a loss inside three months when you probably don't have a huge amount of savings behind you. Like that's why the industry average is six months because you have yeah. to give three, three months, months notice. notice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's literally the minimum possible time that you could spend in the industry is, is where most people fall out. The ones that make it past that tend to last kind of one to five years afterwards. Yeah. So, if we're honest and when we'll word it this way and then redefine what it means, your job is a sales role for your first 12 weeks. And I don't, everyone can come out and say, no, the barrier of entry is low. You need to be better at coaching people, blah, 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 blah. I don't, this is the situation. Mm. Are you going to change the institutions of the way that people come in to the industry and start on day one? Probably not. Yeah. But what you can do is take the personal responsibility and you can go, you know what? This is what needs to happen right now. So this is what I'm going to do. And yeah. that is fill your book as much as you fucking can in the first three months. Yeah. Because that will training 30 people a week versus training 10 people a week. Who gets better? Yeah. So if you want to become a better personal trainer, you need to fucking train some people. You want to yeah. be a better programmer, train some people. You want to be better with nutrition, work with some people. Want yeah. to be a better coach? Work with some people. Hmm. Like the skill set is built from actually doing the reps. Yeah. And if you're shit at sales, you can't do the reps. Yeah. And when you look at that half-life or sorry, that lifespan in the industry, I've seen heaps of really good technical coaches hmm. leave. I haven't really seen someone leave who was good at sales. Yeah. Like I haven't. Yeah, and that's know. it goes back to what we said on the podcast the other week. Like if you're making two grand a week, would you still be over PT? Yeah, yeah. So, and I, oh, no, I'd love it. It's okay. Yeah, you're not I, over we PT. want every trainer to be as technically sound as possible. That's yes. why we spend so much time expanding their skill set and we've got mm. all the guest speakers that come in uh, for standout PT to help facilitate that. Yeah. 
But if you if you can't have if you don't have a book of clients, you don't have the ability to use the skill set. Yeah. You don't have the ability to gain experience and be able to have those conversations about. Oh, I worked with this person and we did this, and I worked with this person and we did that. Yeah. You know, um, it's so important to to have that. And a lot of good people leave the industry, or a lot of good people struggle because they have an education and they are better than a lot of other people, but they just have this ego behind the fact that they're in some form of sales role or the yep. way they conceptualize sales to themselves when they're sitting in front of someone. I don't think yeah. of selling anything. Yeah. <clears throat> when I sit down in front of someone, it's a conversation yeah. about can we work together? Mm. What are you after? And how am I going to help you achieve that? Yeah. Yeah. So if you take that term and go, oh, what's well, a sales role? It's like most people think I have to convince people to work with me for the first 12 weeks. Yeah. So we're going to, redefine what sales actually means yeah it's like i'm gonna find enough people that i can solve their problems yeah inside a 12-week period yep and yep. it doesn't matter how many people you need to speak to to make that happen there's 30 people in your gym that has 2,000 members that you can solve their problems yeah and if you can communicate that you can <coughs> solve their problems it's done yeah like <laughs> yeah it's yeah. done yeah if you switch if you can switch the mindset and reduce the ego by saying you're a problem problem solver instead of mm. a, someone who in sales in PT, yeah. you're going to change the game. Yeah. You're going to revo revolutionize your business, yeah. and you're going to sign up so many more clients. Yeah. You know, you're going to get less rejections. You're going to have more meaningful conversations and build better relationships with people because you're you are there because you have something to offer. Right, you have a skill set to offer. I have a skill set to offer. Every trainer has a skill set to offer, and they have a service, or they should have a service or a layer of services to back the, the what you offer yep. and support it. Yeah. Every person you speak to wants something. Yeah. Whether they yeah, want yeah. it, need it, whatever. Yeah. You guys just have to find out what that is yep. and go right. So, this is what you want. These are the reasons you haven't got it up until this point. These are the biggest obstacles you guys have, mm. or you have. This is how we solve it. Yeah. And that starts from the phone call. So whether you're new to the gym or a vet, if you need to put on clients quick, there's no argument that the phones are the fastest way to do it. Yeah. Like yep. the easiest and fastest way to make that happen. So it starts from that before I pick up the phone, what is the outcome I'm trying to achieve in this phone call? Yeah. It's like, or most people say, oh, I want to make an appointment for a consultation. Yes, but to do that, you need to identify that you can help them. Yeah. So I'm going to call this person who hasn't been to the gym or who has a birthday or who whatever and just try to find what the biggest obstacle they have right now is. Yeah. What? Why did they sign up to the gym? Gym memberships are $1,000 a year in most, most health clubs. Mm. People don't just leave that ticking over and not go for four weeks mm. with no intent of going back with no underlying thing at the back of their mind scratching them like, oh, I really should go back to the gym. There's always something there. Mm. So your goal during that phone call is to identify what that is. Yeah. Now, we obviously use some like probing questions and some like sales psychology of like, tell me when you train, what time do you train, what do you do, like all of that kind of stuff. So then we can say like, well, I've got that time available on Thursday. Would you rather Thursday or Monday? Like we can still use intelligent language and I don't even, it's not NLP, it's just sales psychology 
to facilitate that to be more effective. But even if you don't have that, if you can call someone up and be like, okay, so why did you sign up for the gym? How are your results going? What's getting in the way? Okay, look, I think that that's something I can help you with. How about you come down to the club? We'll do two free sessions. One will be a consult. One's a training session. Let's see if we can find a way through these obstacles. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's a lot of friction, even just with that example, when you hear people have that reluctance to give up their time. <clears throat> yeah. You know, because we've heard it before with other people in the industry, like, you know, we're specialists. Physios don't give up their time to yeah, yeah. for free and all yeah. this kind of stuff. It's like, in our industry, running our businesses, and if no one really kind of knows who you are as well, mm. I don't see any other way to build your business faster than offering up a small snippet of your time yeah. for the potential gain. Like we talk about retention, and you talk about how long your clients are there for. So you can have your you can have an average retention of two, three, four years. Mm. So imagine giving up an hour of your time, yeah, maybe an hour and a half of your time to get three to four years of work with one person. Yeah. And the difference too is like, I don't plan on seeing my osteo twice a week for the next year. Yeah. Agreed. Like yeah. that's, that's if that's what they wanted to sign me up to like minimum term 12 weeks. Yeah. You, you want me to pay 110, 150 bucks a week for 12 weeks. Yeah. Like I'm, I want to see what you can do first. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> you should be able to you know, give something first for yeah. them to, to, ha- to make that really big decision. Yeah. And I think people miss those, just miss the dots there. You know, yeah, they, and, and it's, and it's still caught up in, they're still caught up in that ego, yeah. the ego around themselves and what they're worth and, yeah. and those kind of things. Like just put yourself in the, in the shoes of someone who doesn't know who you are. Yeah. Has maybe seen or heard something about you. Uh, and then you're asking them, to from the first minute that you speak to them that they pay for your time yeah so in terms of the structure so the way we have seen win time and time and time again however 300 sessions a week or whatever we were doing with our team you simply one session's a consult one session's a training session yep you can if you're good sell at the end of the first session my advice if you have the time is don't yeah. And it has nothing to do with your close ratios. And I think a lot of people are like, yeah, but I can sell. So I'm just going to sell and then I'll do that free session anyway. It's like, we're well, doing the free session anyway. If you're that confident, you got them banked. They're not going anyway. Yeah. Why is it important? Particularly like with the level of service of where personal training is getting. If I look at what we do. So a client signs up with us. They get access to an education portal. They get videos that explain how to use their program, how to set up their nutrition uh, they've got a spreadsheet coming through that need to figure out how to learn. They need to do their values and set their goals. They need to figure out when their training time comes with you. They've got all these exercises they don't know that have got video links and all this sort of shit. All of a sudden, that's a really big thing to take on board. Yeah. If you're new to training, it's like, bam, in the face. Fuck, that's a lot of overwhelm. Mm. What do people do when they're overwhelmed? Nothing. Stop, yeah. Nothing. So I just had a, a guy finish up um because he never went and watched the videos yeah i was like messaging him every week like hey dude have you watched the videos i'm happy to jump on a call blah 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 it's like oh no i don't need a call it's all good bro going i'm like dude there's nothing in your spreadsheet yeah it's like oh, i'm just overwhelmed like fuck it's like this is i should have nailed that first week let's get on a call and work through how to use it yeah because that costs me if i get that person past 12 weeks why can't i get them past 12 months yeah so doing this initial 
consultation into a workout allows you to set things up because this is something else we'll talk about in terms of strategy, talking to them as though they're already a client. Yeah. We're going to set up your nutrition like this. This is a workout that's similar to what your first program will probably look like. I think you'll be under the bar within four weeks. I'm. We manage our training by this. We look at volume, volume load like this. You've got all of this time to set up exactly how your service works and they can see it and they can feel it. It's tangible. Then they come into their first week and it's like, okay, I can see how all this plays together and I'm less stressed. So I can show up for that first week, show up the first week, second week's easier. All of a sudden you've got buy-in for that first month. Get buy-in in the first month, you likely got a client for a year. Yeah, yeah. I think if there's something about setting up that initial kind of meet and greet and session and stuff that does help lay those good foundations for retention in the future. Mm-hmm. Like you can be really good at selling but you can sell something to someone who maybe thought they wanted something there and then and didn't really want it yeah. like afterwards. Yeah. And that can be one of the reasons why your retention's not great either. Like if everyone's leaving at 12 weeks, it's like maybe it's, it's your service and maybe it's how you deliver it. Yeah. But it could also be that you're just really good at getting people into that that frame of mind at the time to take something on that they don't want. Yeah. You know, which you'd be Convincing very good them. Well, you'd be very good at uh, selling insurance or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Hit your commissions every month. Yeah. So to be great at this, I think, like if we go into the consultation, and I I literally wrote this yesterday or recorded the video. Oh, I'm just going to sit back and get comfortable. Ready. All right. So I think the the thing that most people will miss when you're new is you're scared and you forget to actually that it's a person and to do like the barbecue small talk. Like, hey, make friends with them first. And it's like, it's, it sounds so simple, but people don't think about it. It's like, this person is going to pay to hang out with you, ideally for an hour, hour and a half a week. Yeah. Go like they each other. They probably got to fucking like you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, yeah. To be, and if you're not as new, you want to like them. Yeah. It's a long fucking yeah, hour and a half, especially if you got like five or six of them. I was talking to someone during the week, and week I was like, the long. coolest thing about my business right now my coaching business, like every single client I have, I would have a coffee with on the weekend. Yeah, agreed, same. And I'm like, that's fucking, when people like define success, like that's one for me. Yeah. It's like, I don't work with anyone I wouldn't hang out with. You don't ever want to look at, oh, this person's next and go, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, especially at the start, don't get me wrong, it happens, train as many people as you can. Train everyone, yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, imagine having a full book of those every day. Yeah. Fuck me. That'd be just mind numbing. Yeah, and they're just the ones you put the prices up. Yeah, and hope they say no. And yeah. when they say yes, you're like, fuck. oh, fuck. Okay, I'm getting paid a bit more though. <coughs> Excuse me. So that rapport is really important. And I think mm. that helps you as well relax. Cause it's like, oh, I'm sitting with Jason, I'm not sitting with a prospect. Mm. I'm just sitting with Jace. And Jace has two German Shepherds and he's yeah. trained for this amount of time. And I, I like Jace. I can hang yeah, out with him yeah. and I can see this being a relationship. And I can see my value in this exchange. Yeah, I think it's good. It, it it really sets the tone for the relationship as well. Like body language, environment, mm. tone of language, how you sit, everything is really influential on how that this process is going to go down. If you treat them like a person, yeah, then it's a really relaxed and easy conversation. Yeah, like I I just I don't like the idea of like it's a specialist environment, and nah. you have to sit across the desk with somebody. Like and like sit in this like kind of top down like yeah. all right so tell me all your problems and how i'm going to fix them like that doesn't really work in personal training the yeah. relationship is so different like we 
we learn and uh, get to know people and their lives and they tell you stuff that you know maybe they shouldn't they won't tell other people and and yeah. or they'll only share with a very few uh, amount of people and it's like it's just such an intricate relationship that when we're when we sit down at the start it's like okay i really need to get to know this person and mm-hmm. i really should be able to have a, a a good conversation with anybody you know yeah. it's the first thing i said to the guys when we went back to when i went back to teaching i was like i don't really like you guys need to be competent don't get me wrong and you guys have to continuously learn but it's like the first thing you need to do outside of like exercise and yeah. learning how the human body moves mm. you need to get good at talking to people yeah you need to get really good at having conversations with anyone i'm like i can talk to all four of you like as if i know you right now yeah and it's only because it's practice yeah you know and i'm not te- and i'm not your teacher mm. and you're not my student it's like we're all personal trainers now yeah you know and and we 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 do it we look for people with the soft skills mm. you can teach you can teach the hard stuff yeah you know program writing nutrition yeah. coaching well, not coaching because you need to have a conversation with people. But <laughs> it's like we look for social skills. If someone yeah. walks in, g'day, Jace, how are you? You know, yeah. blah, blah. it's like eyebrows I'll, are raised. Yeah, yeah, it's like that energy. Yeah, and that connection is what you need. Yeah, hundred percent. And most personal trainers can do that on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's just they get in their own head, and I think half of it comes from the apprehension of what's the last hurdle for them yeah and it's off oh, i've got to ask them the price yeah, yeah i've got to ask them for money you know yeah. i've got to i've got to t- you know try and get this person on as a client yeah because i need sessions yeah i need business so after that rapport hey guys hope you are enjoying this week's episode if you are please remember to like share and subscribe don't forget to head to the website where we have all our free resources gifts products services and merch for you guys to enjoy all right let's head back to the episode we what we do in our structure is start to investigate the first question i ask is why are you here yeah so not what's your goal not like tell me what you want to do like do you want to lose 10 kilos do you want to whatever it's like why did you come Hmm. online face to face doesn't matter i called you and you agreed to take time out of your day to come and sit down with me and talk about this Hmm. why and find out Oh, I haven't been coming to the gym. I felt like it was this. Oh, because it was free. It's like, nah, like, that's not why. Because there's yeah. lots of free shit you can waste your time on. Yeah, yeah. Like you're paying for Netflix and it's at home. So w- what's actually happening? If you can find out that, that frames the rest of the conversation. It's yeah. not a conversation about losing 10 kilos. It's a conversation about overcoming the reason that they came to see you. So if you're a personal trainer right now and you wanted to... Uh, improve your business in some way, shape, or form. You listen to this podcast, you're like, oh, the boys do stand out PT. You get on the phone call and I say, why are you here? I listen to your sales episode and I'm fucking shit at sales and I need help. What's the rest of that conversation about? How to fix sales. Are we going to go into how Dean McKillop's going to teach you how to do competition prep? Yeah. Like, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, you might later, but it's not the thing that we're focused on right now. Yeah. Because you have a problem that you have deemed us suitable to solve for you Mm. so that's what we're going to do show you the pathway of how we're going to do that yeah and we're really fucking good at that if anyone wants to do it (laughs) so that's step one and then i go into or we go into what what have you been doing yeah again more it's twofold one it gives you the ability to continue the conversation at their level because if you say tell me about your nutrition 
what's that look it's like really good. over the next six months? It's really good. I eat healthy. So tell me what eating healthy looks like to you. All Donuts. of a sudden, they start communicating like, it's, oh, I have special K for breakfast and then I yeah. have this. And it's like, okay, so this person is the general population looks at the label. That's what health is. Do you want to start talking to them about one gram of fat per kilo of body weight for hormone regulation for females? It's like, no, that's mm. fucking, it's way too far down the line for them. Like, mm. oh, okay, so that's really common. What, and something we want to introduce to you is the, the concept of energy balance. Mm. Maybe we want to talk about eating enough protein for recovery. Like, and you know that's as far as you need to go on nutrition because otherwise you're just going to overwhelm them and they're going to be like, fuck, I don't know, this is way too much. Mm. Same with training. What does training look like to you? Oh, I go to Les Mills. Don't take him out and do a squat assessment. <laughs> like, do a fucking circuit with them. This person has an ankle block. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck, bro. Um, so that's that's that part of it. So it gives you the ability to find out where they're at and make sure that you use their language for the rest of the consultation and the wow session. Yeah. What it also does is identify all the obstacles in the client's mind while they think about what they've been doing. Mm. As they're telling you, they're thinking, fuck, Jace is going to judge me for that. Jace is going to, I wonder what Jace thinks of that. Fuck, fuck. Oh, I haven't been to the gym. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And I'm not sticking to my nutrition. And all that's doing is, it sounds terrible, but it's like what it's doing is identifying all the blocks that the person has Mm. and making them more willing to open up to you to solve those problems. Yeah. Because they might not have even been conscious of them before that. Yeah. Because I haven't thought about it. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, good questions should just prompt those thoughts. Mm. So, rapport. Why are they here? Why, what they've been doing. Mm. Goals. Now, in the typical sales model, goals are everything. Yeah. And there's fucking like, hand on the leg and tell me how that would feel, Jason, if you lost 10 kilos. Tell me how you would, how you put that dress on. You tell me, what do you I don't have that conversation at family barbecues. I don't know about you. Yeah. No. Not with someone I've known for fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. Now I'm not saying it doesn't work because it does. I've done it. I've sold fucking a thousand memberships in a year doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not how I want to conduct how I engage with people. Yeah. And I, I think most personal trainers, when they think sales, they think yuck and they think that. Yeah. They don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that most most trainers think they're doing something to connive the person yeah 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 which that is yeah well that's to a point yeah yeah that's acting out of alignment of your own values and you i've had to it do that i've had it done to me i've had someone make me cry on a phone call and spend eight grand and go to a weekend and it was shit like but the sales <laughs> call was awesome because they pushed all those emotional buttons and i flew to sydney and went why the fuck am i here so you don't need to do that at the price point we're playing at and yeah. for the service we're playing with. Yeah. yeah. It's not that kind of zone, in my no, opinion. You don't have to. Other people can argue. It's successful. Yeah. You can do it, oh, but it's not. Fuck, imagine having that many. That would just wear you down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would just wear you down making people cry all the time. Yeah. And, like, emotional and shit. Like, yeah. if anything, you want to uplift the conversation, right? Yeah. It's like, so can you see if we did this, this, and this? with how I've explained how it happens, yeah. you would have that? Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Let's go. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. yeah it should be an uplifting conversation, not yeah. like, 
tell me all your deepest darkest secrets <laughs> and how they make you feel and you know yeah. it's like get right in there mm. and, and then it's like okay well here's the here's the solution yeah and then they're just like crying on the side on the on the dotted line like oh yeah. no, fuck that <laughs> no way it's the worst so when we go for goals it is important to go a layer deeper than like I want to lose 10 kilos. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what does that look like for one? Because losing 10 kilos means lots of different things to different people. Mm. It's probably a feeling. It's just they can't, there's no way to describe a feeling. Yeah. It's like, I think we're talking with Max and Carl about it. Like, tell me what it lo- it feels like to be fit. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Tell, tell me what peanut butter tastes like. That's Jordan Cello's thing. Delicious. Like, uh, like, I don't know, smooth, gooey stuff. Like, but... I can picture in my head the this happened the other week. I got up off I did a demo on the floor for a client and I just like stood up. I didn't have to roll onto my knees and then like one step up off the floor and I was like, Oh, look at me, supple leopard over here. <laughs> What's Max called? A gazelle. Um, but then that's a feeling. Mm. But people can't communicate that. So it's like, oh, if I lose 10 kilos, then I'll feel better how I look in the mirror. I'll be able to wear different clothes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I won't cry every time I have to go out for dinner and put on six outfits. Like, mm. you've all had girlfriends that have done it if you're a guy. And you've probably all done it if you're a girl. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't matter what their body size is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. It's still the does same this look thing. good? Of course yeah. it does. <laughs> so we want to get into trying to identify what that feeling is. What does that look like for you? All that kind of stuff. Actually get down into what the real goal is. Yeah. And making sure, because if I say to Jace, like, I want to I want to be jacked or I want to look athletic or whatever, Jace is like, fuck yeah, we want caps, delts, we want massive quads, we want this and this. And, like, really, I, all I mean is, well, like... Mr. Olympia style. Yeah, I just, like, want to be leaner. Yeah. And fit into a t-shirt better. And mm. same thing. Like, tell me you want to be stronger. I'm like, squat, bench, deadlift, one my room. Mm. Like, oh, I just want to carry the shopping bags and my toddler. Like, oh. That's not the same. (laughs) So identify that stuff and that's goals. The most powerful thing, and actually we didn't have it when we started and it's only a new introduction in the last probably couple of years that's made a huge difference to retention as much as anything else and the ease of the sales conversation and the whole structure. Tell me what your biggest obstacles are. Yeah. So you want, let's say it is powerlifting. You want to total six times body weight mm. what are your biggest obstacles what are the biggest obstacles in your way for that right now i don't know how to do it yeah it's like oh my squat sucks or i've got this hip niggle or i've like, don't know how to program for it second guess yeah. going into the gym if it's the right thing for me don't know how to nutrition pro- like prioritize my nutrition yep recovery mm-hmm. i got a fuck shoulder i don't <laughs> at the moment yeah i'm actually pretty good <laughs> so that's that's the thing that opens up your job yeah this is how we're going to fix all those things what i do and the best thing and we teach this in other parts of our course is like identifying what a health club client what their common problems actually are mm. and we have a very specific model of what we address what we think those common problems tend to be and we have that in our script so if I said to you that if you were able to know exactly what you were doing when you walked in the door of the gym and when you opened the fridge, if you believed in the program that you were following that was going to get your results and you felt confident executing everything that was given that you were coming in to do, that would probably tick all the boxes and achieve that 10 kilos you want to lose. Yes. I'm sold. Fuck. All right. Well, here's how we're going to do that. Bang, 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 bang. Mm. 
here's all the areas we focus on, blah, blah, blah. We go into like that value add section. Yeah. But having that is so powerful to be able to actually identify like, you have these obstacles, I do this, here's how they meet, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, ta- it takes all of the apprehension, the resistance and the ego out of that whole process. Mm. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of coaches that if they right now are just like, oh, so I shouldn't just stand up at the end of the, the first comp session and just be like, oh, so we do this every week and it's 70 bucks. Like, do you want it? Yeah. And they're just like, no, yeah. it doesn't sound good. It's like this process should sound much more achievable mm. and much more in alignment with what you want to do. Yeah. Because if you're going to do this for the rest of your life, you have to be able to have these conversations with people. And they're good. They're fun. When you, mm. if you sit down and someone's like, all right, how am I going to help this person? Yeah. You know, sure, you'll get to a point where it's like, I need to make sure that this person is the right fit for me yep. and I'm the right fit for them. So there is like a conversation that might have to happen pre-screening before yeah. that. Yeah. But but until you have a full book and some experience and maybe like you're attracting people, it's like we just explained the most successful way of losing friction to that process and getting more clients in general and even when they're coming to you it's the same thing because how do you identify you're the right person for them and they're the right person for you it's like well i like solving these problems for people when you when you talk about like or who do you want to work with the change that question to what problems do you want to solve yeah 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 because it's funny you say that like I, i remember i had someone or maybe it was one of the coaches they were like oh you only work with um know this type of person like they want to compete or this want to get super shredded or maybe they've already got like a lot of experience and i was like i'm willing to work with the most utmost beginner Mm. if they possess all of these traits and have these goals yeah like if someone's willing to show up five days a week to train or four days a week to train and is willing to learn about nutrition is willing to learn about their movement i don't have to work with you because you've got little experience i'll teach you everything yeah if anything i prefer it because it's like yeah. Yeah, well, it's more fun and it's like yeah, I, I, I know I have the confidence to teach you the right way. Yeah. It'd be like a driving instructor that says, Hey, have you have your parents taught you how to drive yet? No, oh fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can teach you from the get go. Yeah. So it's about possessing like these clients or prospects having, like you said, like the goals or the problems, not necessarily like having to be a particular person. Like you have the definitely have the right to be like, oh, I only really want to train people who've been in the gym for like eighteen months or mm. two years or like, you know, whatever it is, but it's like the, it, it should really be framed around the problems. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what problems you like to and are good at solving. Yeah. And the further into your career, when you start niching more and more, that's what niches. Mm. You solve more specific problems for a more specific person and you do it better. Yeah. Than, than a generalist. Yeah. No that's doubt. what specializing is. Like, yeah. if someone does come to you for comp prep, like that is a very specific set of, solutions you have mm. to come up with because mm. there's going to be like you got to deal with the neuroticism you got to deal with minute changes in body composition on a weekly basis you got to deal with 10 messages a day from each person all four of that videos stuff. yeah and two pictures saying <coughs> have i changed do i look big do i look shredded yet <laughs> so if you're not up for that which i'm all about it's so. not it yeah of course yeah definitely. and it's like i'm the same if i'm taking someone to a powerlifting meet i expect to get hey, should I go up in my weight for my top set? Mm. Like, this is what my top set look like. What do you think? At God knows what time, every time they train. 
when it gets close to competition. If you're not willing to solve those problems, you don't want to solve those problems, don't work with those people. Yeah. I can't, oh, not that I can't, I don't enjoy solving the problem of going to the gym. Hmm. That's not a problem I enjoy working with. So I'm not the motivator, like I will message you every morning and you'll book your time in to go train. I, that's hmm. not me. Yeah, yeah. What I enjoy is finding most, to be honest, at the moment is finding ways around whatever's going on in life to still win and make progress in the gym. Yeah. That's my favorite pro- problem to solve right now. Yeah. So I've got like Ruby's started fucking snowboarding two, three times a week. So I've got to work around that. I've got new clients that have, that were beasts in the gym before pregnancy. Now they're coming back with kids. Like yep. people that are working 50 hours a week, all of this kind of stuff that it's like, okay, we need to move puzzles and all of this fluid is mm. fluid. It's not just like, here's your program, go and do it, have fun. Like yeah. I like this nuance kind of, solving the problem and then seeing that I didn't think I could and now I can. Yeah. Outcomes. That I find really, really fulfilling. Mm. So when I am going to pre-screen someone, it's like, well, what problems do you have? Cool. That falls within this scope that I really love. Mm. And I can deliver that outcome for you. That's pretty much. So the next step of the consult, I don't think we'll go into specific Mm. because it's too varied. Yeah. Yeah. Based on that. But inside the consultation, create a value add. Yeah. So what's a value add? Does the person leave that consultation if they never saw you ever again closer to, or with a greater chance of achieving their goals? Yeah, or with something that's going to move them closer to them. Yeah. So we've in the past, we've done like um, food recalls based on the precision nutrition hand plan. We've done... Weights versus cardio, little like slideshow things. We've done, well, obviously now we use the scorecard, like lots of different options to be like, okay, if you take this away with you and apply it, you will improve mm. based on what your goals and it'll allow you to overcome some of those obstacles that you have. Mm. What that is for you is you have to figure that out on your own, unfortunately. We can't give it to you on the podcast. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. But giving giving back is important. Because if you give someone something, usually they're more likely to, you know, align with you. Yeah. Was it like reciprocity or whatever? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then it's like, we we hang shit on macro Steve all the time. It's like, instead of just giving someone macros, we talked about making your free shit better than other people's paid shit. Mm. If you've, if they've come from a macro Steve trainer who just went, oh, here's your macros, hit them. And then you do a food recall with them. And identify like, hey, if you change this, you change that, you change this. They're like, whoa, this is so much better than anything I've ever experienced. Or they gave you fucking chicken and rice and and follow it for 12 weeks or whatever. Like it it creates a, because most people, was something we didn't mention earlier, most people haven't or have experienced personal training at some level nowadays. Yeah. There's few people that come to you that are totally green and never experienced it. Yeah. And if they have, they've, They've probably done some kind of online program. Yeah, a lot of people of have had experience now. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, if you can show early on that you operate at a different level to everyone else, it's really valuable. Yeah, because they're going to have an idea of what it is and an expectation. So yeah. if you excel upon those, then it's like the slate's almost wiped clean. Mm. And I think that's super important. Yeah. So that's the first session done. Then we go into the wow session. What are your like main... 
check boxes during the wow session? Well, it has to be specific to the goals that they want. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no point me getting someone under a barbell and getting them to squat if like they just want to get in shape. Mm. It's like I don't need to spend 30 minutes trying to fix sure. someone's squat. Yeah. It's like okay, well, let's take you through a session that's going to be an indication of like you know what your program is going to look like. So I think that's the most important thing. And then I think like you get a bit of experience like on how people move. You can kind of just pick some exercises and it's like, all right, so I'm going to have a look at how you do these exercises. It gives me a really good indication of like just how good or bad you move right now. Yeah. And then that lays the good foundations for your program. Yeah. So generally it's like you you see someone lunge, you can see someone do an overhead press or whether they qualify for one or not. Mm. Um, You can see how someone bends over, hinges, it's so like if you can put all that in a session, put a few machines in, get a bit of a pump, um, take someone through some intense sets if they're capable. Yeah. So you can do all that in a workout and then just be like, well, this would be an example of like what your program would look like. We would do this and kind of just start to paint the the steps yeah. you know, and get them to visualize you know, into the future. Mm. So can you see yourself doing workouts like this? Can you, um, this is an example of one program, then we change it and we make sure we take these movements and cross them over to there so you're continuously progressing. Yeah. So really just start to get them to understand like this is what it's like. You know, yeah. they're going to have a program. Like you said, talk to them as if they're already part of your team. Yeah. You know, and get them bought into the, the whole yeah. process. Ask for feedback. You know, can you see yourself sticking to this? You know, can you see yourself going into the gym with a program there? How's that going to, would that clear up all that confusion that we spoke about? Yes, 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 mm. yes. It's like, cool. Yeah. You know, it just makes that conversation at the end so specific to the outcome, not convincing them to be part of your personal training client base. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the evident that there's going to be pushback of like, oh, you need to do a movement assessment, bro. Like that is a movement assessment. Yeah. Because most personal trainers don't have the skill set to actually provide interventions to the shit they're assessing anyway. Yeah. And then even when you do with the person you're working with, it's probably just going to be exercise modification. Mm. So do you need to get someone down to lay on the floor and check their internal external rotation at the hip? Or can you just tell them to fucking squat? Yeah, yeah. Because what's the outcome? Well, well, you've got limited internal rotation which is probably going to make you struggle in the whole of the squat mm. okay well i just made them squat to a bench and i saw that they could or couldn't do it yeah so now i'm just going to find the squat variant because i'm going to use a squat pattern in their program at some point i just need to find what variation where they are on the continuum as to what one to use yeah oh they can't stabilize without external stability okay it's a hack squat mm. you know what i mean like what are you assessing that you couldn't assess while they're doing the movement yeah yeah and it, it like I think even if you take a couple of steps back from there, it's the buy-in. It's like the people well, yeah, you're working 100%. with in the gym, just um, unfortunately, they're not going to care. It doesn't yeah. matter how you explain it to them and you try and spin it so that they do get bought in on that. It's like yeah. if someone wants to come in and lose 10 kilos before their holiday in six months, they're going to Europe. It's like you you do that movement assessment. It's like you're there's an uphill battle after that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's going to take so long. They just want to get in the gym. They just want to work out. It's like, could you not work those assessments those movement assessments into the workout mm. have a bit of a watchful eye know a good progression regression model that we have uh, <laughs> and be able to you know mold that to that person and still allow them to get that workout in because we talk about it all the time it's like could the person who spends time on the leg press time on the leg extension time doing you know some unilateral work that's the person who wants to get in shape would they be better off doing that 
than the person that spends 45 minutes to an hour on their squat and it takes four weeks for them to squat. It's like you guys meet at 12 weeks. Yeah. It's like which one gets better outcomes? Which one's going to sign up for personal training? Yeah. Which one sees more value? The one that got an actual workout in? Yeah. Or the one that had someone like break down every single element to their movement for 60 minutes but didn't really care? You You come to improve your squat like that example we spoke about before, then that's the person that is going to get the most value. Yeah, I still argue that. Well, it'll, it depend, it in this instance, approach, if yeah. I if I came yeah, to you and yeah. said I have a shit squat, fix it. Yeah, and it's like because I want to be an exceptional powerlifter. Yeah, that's how that session goes. So when yeah. you talk about that, how's that first session goes? Yeah, it's all based off that conversation when you guys have initially. Yeah, you know, so it's important not to have just like a, a cookie cutter kind of approach to everything. It's like mm-hmm. rather than having a script, which everybody gets at a gym. Yeah, it's like. Learn how to prompt conversation. Yeah. So like we just spoke about, rapport, why are they here? You know, it's just general stuff so you guys can have a conversation. You don't sit there and be like, hi, my name is Jason. I'm a fitness professional from Good Life. Thanks Behind for your clipboard, you got to hide the, yeah, hold the yeah, clipboard yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can only see your eyes. <laughs> so um, tell me about your exercise history. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was yeah. your dog's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just write that down yeah, too yeah. so I can check on my folder before I see you next yeah, time. Yeah, it's just... Fuck. There's something so cringy about that yeah. um, rather than the whole process in, in general. Yeah. So you, could, you can make it so fun. Yeah. Definitely. So fulfilling. And I think like the wow session is such an opportunity for those technically skilled people to be technically skilled. Yeah. So we have like a, a row variation in most of our wow sessions. Because another tip on your wow session, have whatever goals of people you typically train. So for us, fat loss, performance, physique, strength. They're the four people that come through the door in a health club. So we want to have a workout ready for each one of those goals mm. that we can customize based on who's in front of us. All of them have a row variation in them. Why? Well, when we get someone to row, like you said, we can see, can they hinge? Can they support themselves? Can they move through efficient range of motion? Yeah. Can they stabilize load? Can they do all of this stuff? And then you get to have a conversation like, all right, so right now we need to do a chest supported row because Mm. you don't have the hip control to be able to hinge properly just yet. Looks like we've probably like got some restriction of movement in that pattern as well. So that's something that we can layer into your program and work on over time. But for right now, we can still go to town on this chest supported row and get a really good training stimulus out of it. Yeah. And they're like, wow. Like, cool. So I'm here now, but Jace has shown me that I can get to there and this session was still hard. Yeah. Visualization Rather is so than important. like, hey, can you just put this dowel on your back and practice bending over 20 times? Yeah. Or like, just doing some crappy workout that's just yeah. off the cuff. And you know what? Like, and we're about to do it because we're going to go do some of these fucked up training sessions that we're going to be really shit at. Find something that you're really shit at. So for us, like, let's say it's mobility. Hmm. And then imagine someone standing over you while you be fucking terrible at it. Imagine what that feels like. Yeah. Like most people haven't been in that environment for such a long time, especially personal trainers, because like, oh, I know how to train. It's like, okay, so imagine like your number one fitness idol giving you an exercise that you don't have to do and you have to execute it in front of them. Yeah. You got to you gotta shoot a free throw in front of Steph Curry. Like the pressure that you're under and you're like, I'm shit at this. Hmm. It's like, I don't even know how to dribble. And Steph Curry's going to watch me shoot. What the fuck? Yeah. Whereas if Steph Curry was like, hey, I'm going to show you some tricks for dribbling. Like, I can bounce a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. All right, let's do that. Like, it's people forget how much 
anxiety that that would create for someone. Yeah. To, to be made to... like I, The reason I went there, because I imagine standing in the corner with a dowel on my back with a hundred other people in the gym bending over. Yeah. And what that would do to my confidence, to my belief in myself, to the feel of the whole environment. It's just like, whoa, God, am I really this bad? I just have to fucking bend over all the time. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's a great teaching tool and you might do it in between sets later on when you've got the client. Now's not the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Good. <laughs> I was fired. <laughs> all right. So the biggest hurdle and the question we get all the time in standout PT, how do I transition from the session to the sale? What's your line? Well, you should have said it already. Yeah, you should have explained. Have you should yeah. have explained how it was going to go down. Yeah, you know, so that people understand. It's like you're a personal trainer. You, know, you don't work for the gym. We're going to talk about your goals, and we're going to go, you know, have a discussion, and then we're going to show you in the gym, and then afterwards we're going to have a chat about how that's all going to work for you. Yeah. So the, after the session, the wow session, it's like that's all you've got to remind them of. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, so that was a great workout. Um, what we're going to do now is just sit down, have a talk about how this all plays out in your long-term programming stuff. Just talk about how personal training works for you. Yeah. Easy. If you're uncomfortable, take exactly that and make it a question. Because mm. then you have no mm. issue. It's like, cool, yeah. are you happy if we sit down and talk about the options for ongoing personal training now? Yeah. Do you ask for permission? They said yes. Let's go. If they hate yeah. you, they say no. You don't have to press present. <laughs> yeah, it's done. but it's pretty unlikely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the presentation itself, I think, again, people spend way too much time. They say way too much stuff. They yeah. try way That's too hard because to they get told to waffle. Convince. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, this oh, process literally should take no longer than three to five minutes. Yeah, even that's a stretch. Yeah, like that, less, less is more it takes, after this. It takes us three minutes based on our service. If you're brand new, you probably don't have that much mm. yet. Um, if you do have quite a layered service, it's just telling them what the things are. Yeah. And harping on what's important based on what the obstacles were that they told you about. Yeah. Cool. So, Jace, is it I'm, all right if I run through how personal training works? Yes. Cool. So, what we're going to do is face-to-face personal training sessions. We can decide on frequency that suits with you. Usually, I like to do like two to three sessions a week, same time every week, so it's easy for both of us. Mm. You'll also get a program. It's in Google Sheets. We track a heap of shit. If you ever want to know anything about it, learn why the whys behind it. Totally happy to have that chat. We also have your warm-ups laid out for you, your nutrition scheduled for you. Then we run a data tracker that we keep an eye on like measurements, body weight, even things like stress and sleep and hydration, all that kind of stuff. So I have all the puzzle pieces I need to get the result for you each week. We'll check in every week during your first session. I'll get you to fill out four questions before you come in. We're going to look at your training, your nutrition, what you did well that week, what you're focused on, and then we can talk questions during the session as well. Mm. Another cool thing we have is actually a client education portal. So we've got lots of exercises based on that um, conversation we had the other day where it was like maybe if we could work on a little bit of like your mentality with training programming nutrition and stuff we can send you in there and we refer out a lot of our stuff in there so you can go away and learn if you want to mm. if we did all that would that facilitate the outcome that you're looking for yes there's nothing missing in there that like you wanted from a PT that I haven't sort of offered you that's all there sweet alright so we just need to decide on how many sessions we're going to do so most people do two sessions, 110 bucks per week. 
Some people like to start off with three, which is 155. Which one suits you better? Take three. Anyone think I've done this before? <laughs> I'll take them all. <laughs> take five. What is that? Did you set the stopwatch, Tam? Maybe 60 seconds? Yeah. Minute and a half, maybe? Yep. And that's it. Because you've already done it. Yeah. You don't have to now sell them on the fact that your program tracks volume load and uses mm. rep and reserve and yeah, we yeah. track sets per week and blah, 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 blah. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, yeah. They're already bought in here. They're just like, how does this work? Here's yeah. what you get. Here's how the sessions work. This is how much it is. Yep. Done. So straightforward. Mm. It's like, I wonder how many people listening to this now would, how they would feel if the conversations went that way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would change a lot. Their mindset around makes going to work a little bit easier. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. It'd give you. I just think sometimes that resistance can be the make or break of the of how whether they get into the industry or not. Yeah, and they make it. Yeah, and so it's like if those barriers or, were broken down, it's like how how successful could your business have been? Mm. How, you know, and if you are still in, it's like how successful could it be mm. if we just took that broke those obstacles down and changed the way we speak to people. Yeah, and even if you've been in for a while, like, and you have that kind of like mass exodus that happens to every single trainer, it has no reflection on you as a personal trainer, but it has, it, yeah, yeah <laughs> just to put that out there. Yeah. But you have that time where people leave and you need to get new business and it's like, fuck, I just hate selling to people. I hate the phone calls. I hate the consults. Mm. It's like, it just this builds this anxiety and pressure and it's like, well, if you take all of that out and you just do it this way of like I'm just talking to people and trying to find people that I can solve problems for yeah so easy people that have obstacles that I like finding solutions for mm. if you don't like doing that then like you probably got into PT for the wrong reasons yeah but that at its essence is what good personal training is and that's what will generate an amazing career for you long term yeah agreed awesome I feel like that was long and we should stop yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, there's nothing else to talk about. We cleared it all up. <laughs> Done. All right, so we totally just like wrapped up our whole podcast. Yeah. Tam's cut this back in before the wrap up because we forgot to answer the question after going live because we're new to being live. So the question was, Tam? Yep. Yeah. So boosting content on the gram. Um, so I got asked this during the week in the in the call as well. I think there is probably more financially efficient ways to create like like do the Facebook ads things create tracking pixels all that kind of stuff I think there's probably more of efficient ways of spending your money in terms of marketing however boosting's very time efficient and it's very easy to do yep. and the rewards for us have been quite good yeah I think if you you gotta have the ecosystem for it to work though I think like that's, you can't just boost random yep. posts and then when someone clicks on it and is like, oh, I like that. And then they go into, you know, let's say if it's on Instagram and they go to your profile and you don't have a website, you don't have anything yeah. else, all they're looking at is your Instagram profile. I'm not yeah. sure if that's the best thing to do just yet. Yeah, I think like at that stage, all you're really doing is swapping out time for like the go follow people DM thing. Yeah, they might just like you and then, then maybe you inbox to, yeah. your outreach to them or something. Yeah, You've got to have some form of Giving strategy. you a window to engage with them through the yeah. DMs or whatever. Yeah. Um, to increase your follow account without doing the go follow yeah. 400 people a week or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I think right. there's benefit there. Um, but like Jay said, in terms of generating a sale, boosting a 
direct pitch doesn't seem to be super effective. Yep. Boosting something in the ecosystem seems to work really well. Yep. So a lot of that, like the question we asked of why are you here? It's like, oh, I saw on Instagram, I listened to your podcast or I followed you or whatever. Yeah. Then I inquired. Yep. So it's sending them to the step in between with a yep. resource or something that's useful. Yeah. Yeah, so it's valuable. Yeah. Definitely. If you play it right. Yeah. Awesome. And here's the wrap up. Uh, so Standout PT is intake is open right now if you want to jump in on that uh, and also our mentorship yeah so standout pt the difference between that and the mentorship if you're currently working you have a book of some clients at least maybe three to six months into the industry wanting to start to build a business mm. rather than just training some people standout pt will take you to writing a business and then ultimately allowing you to scale the mentorship is for people who are just about to start yeah. So you come in day one, you actually get to work under at the STC Fit banner. You get all of our systems, training. You get to leverage the cool stuff that Tam creates as your own. All of our knowledge, mentoring, and our education as well um, for your first year in PT. So if you're yeah. interested in either of those, you can go look at our fancy new-ass website, which looks pretty good. I'm happy with it. You haven't even seen it yet. Uh, I went on there last night. I don't know if it's finished yet, but it looks yeah, pretty good. It's coming. Yeah, a couple of finer tuned details, but the address is www.stcfitlearning.com. Have an explore. There's free resources on there as well. How yeah. to how to niche your business, programming template, the consults are closed, and based this on today's today. consults are closed, which includes our actual pre-screening um, questionnaire, which you can use in your consults as well. Goes has all the scripts that we use, everything. Yeah, ready to go. Prompted conversation, not scripts, Ben. Yes. ciao all right see you guys thanks for tuning into the episode don't forget to like it if you liked it and subscribe if you loved it and share it with somebody who you think needs to hear it don't forget also to head to the website for all our free resources products services and merch all right see you next time